the following podcast has been recorded live for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. Well, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Meximan Matters. I am your host with the most, Mexi Pants, coming to you live from the hilltop once again. First and foremost, I would like to apologize for those of you who did not check. Last week, we were off. I announced it through Snapchat, but then I realized not many people that listen to the podcast may have me on Snapchat, so that was my bad. I apologize ahead of time. Well, not ahead of time. I misspoke. I apologize for the misunderstanding. But hey, I do tell you every episode to check your social media feeds. Come on, people. Now, with that being said, let's explain a little bit why. I figured the next podcast should be after the NFL draft because that it was the deadline for me to select my new NFL team that would that has received my fandom and since the draft was on that Thursday I figured why talk about that subject pre-draft let's just wait until it passes I almost wanted to do a special Monday episode but then other things came up that we wanted to discuss so We'll just figure it out. We'll just wrap it, wrap it all into one. So, that was why. No, no real, you know, rhyme or reason. It's not like Mexi had the day off or anything like that. But that was the reasoning, and it was announced on Snapchat. I apologize once again. This leads me to a few announcements before we get kick-started with, with our show. This will be... The last episode, well, not ever, of course, but this would be the, there would not be, I'm sorry, before anybody gets a panic attack, let me rephrase. There will be no new episode for two weeks. We're off next week and the week after. We'll be back the Thursday before Memorial Day. For those of you who don't know, that is the 27th. And that will be the last episode of May. So, I already again apologize ahead of time for the low numbers in May. But anywho, reason for that being I was able to finally find a marathon on Sunday, May 16th to link my two sets of six. The New England Challenge, which the wife is coming with me. We're going to be visiting the New England area from the 17th to the 23rd. Well, actually, from the 14th to the 23rd. Races don't start 17th to the 22nd, I believe. Uh... The 116 is the Cleveland Marathon. 
which it's always just cheaper to sign up virtually and then just go do it in the area. I found. But anyways, I got that one and I don't really need it to be in Ohio. So we're just going to make it a out-of-stater. And the other six we are still technically signed up for. We weren't even planning on going to these. But the uh, three days at the fair, the 144-hour race I signed up for that got moved just like the New England Challenge and then got pushed back this May as well. Well, now I'm also able to do it because I got them linked. So that is technically, as of now, six and one and six. So 13. Ooh, that doesn't really have a nice sound to it. I may have to find one for this um, coming weekend. Um, hmm. Interesting. Interesting. We may have to figure that out. Make it an even 14. I don't know. Maybe one on the 23rd when I fly back. Another race before and after. Hey, anyways, the point is we are able to do our 14, 15, maybe possibly 16. That's all up in the air. Marathons in a row. Still haven't figured out if I'm the first Mexican to do that. We don't know. We'll figure that out later. But hey, the wifey really can't get mad. She's tagging along. In other announcements, I just did one this past weekend for British Columbia, Vancouver Marathon, um, the Dynasty. Challenge Now Before anybody flips dick again I'm going to forewarn you I still haven't figured out How to put up the pictures and Name the album Because I've technically already done Two races in Canada Toronto to Count Ontario And also I think it's New Brunswick I don't even know what province Fredericksburg belongs to but anyways that was last year so it's gonna maybe say chapter three but people are gonna wonder where's the first two chapters and we will explain that again check your social media figured why not just do North America's you know Canada as I mentioned before and Mexico why not since everything's being done willy-nilly I still don't really agree with have the clubs not counting virtual races because to me, I'm always up for the cheapest option possible. And if I can do a virtual race uh, and still travel there to do it, I'm a loner. I'd much rather prefer running alone. I don't trust these other yahoos. Another announcement, um, the marketing director for the Grandma's Marathon decided to reach out to me 
uh, interviewing me for my story. So check your social media feeds um, and go visit the Grandma's Marathon page. Uh, you should have a story about yours truly on there, as did the marketing director for the Kurd Dahlan Marathon. I still don't know if that's how you pronounce it. It sounds French. I don't pronounce it French like, okay, Frenchy style, Kurd Dahlan uh, Marathon. Which is supposed to be in Curl Island, Idaho. I'm sure the Potato State butchers the pronunciation somehow. But that remind, but that always reminds me that somehow the the Louisiana Purchase and the French colonization. I mean, the French were in this country before it became America, and it extended quite a bit. For those who don't know, don't remember the history. Um, but yeah, that always is a good reminder. You get these French sounding names in, uh, certain parts of the country. Anywho, once again, happy belated Cinco de Mayo. Hey, you know, for those of you who didn't know that we were gone, you knew we were going to come back for Cinco de Mayo. Come on now. Now, even though in Mexico, we do not celebrate this holiday, it does commemorate the Bataya the Puebla, where we kicked the Frenchies out of our country. Uh, technically, we beat Napoleon, even though it was his representatives, the Habsburgs of Austria. So technically, we beat Austria too. Does that count? I don't fucking know. Hey, that's a question for another day. But speaking of questions, Mexico, little fun fact, is one of only two countries that can boast a war victory against America and the French. If you can name the other country, hit us up, shoot us a message, you will get a special prize, courtesy of yours truly. Anywho, and other announcements. Like I said, we're going to be off the next two weeks. But also, we will be attending... The Basketball Hall of Fame Kobe Bryant ceremony While we're up there And also Mexi Did not realize That even though He thought he achieved Titanium status Times two Last year with the 54 marathons In a year Doing 30 in 30 different states, provinces, countries in a calendar year. I didn't realize that the other criteria for titanium level is 52, doesn't matter where they are, in a calendar year. And we technically did 54. So in one year, we managed to achieve titanium status two more times. So now, officially, Mexi is titanium level times three. Uh, if everything goes according to plan by this year's end, I would have added 30 different states, provinces, and countries, or and or, to make it titanium level four. What's a, the achievements just keep coming along. I don't know what to tell you. Mexi's story is truly fascinating. It's being interviewed. It's being showcased. I don't know what to tell you. 
most of the people I know now very close according to plan by year's end I should be at 174 75 around that area now that I, w I was still able to do the three days of the fair set of six it does bug me a little bit that I'm not going to get medals for those six because technically it's a 144 hour race that I'm splitting into six runs uh, they did agree to do that for me thank you I mean for 600 bucks I would hope so but anyways so that's nice but yeah so that's the plan also one last announcement Mexi will be attending my man Jordan's reception on June 12th so no races will be that week just a forewarning there will also not be a podcast episode on that Thursday just FYI and they who 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 let's move on to the most important of the announcements to kick off the show half of today's nitty-gritty meaty substance Mexi's official new team so leading up to the NFL draft last week we were down to five contenders remember there was initially eight now we had five contenders the Chiefos the Seahawks the Titans the Chargers and the Raiders so it all banked on how well these teams selected their future because, and to quote the X-Men, Mexi doesn't want your future if you don't know what you're doing. So, after, and Mexi only watched live the first round, because that's the best part, and then followed online the other rounds. For those who live on the rock, round one, it's seven rounds. I had to explain this to the wife because she was just like, oh, I don't know anything about the draft. Let me just, I don't know why I think I'm interested, but please explain to me. Oh, my God, it's too complicated. Me, me, me. Whatever. For those who don't know, round one is on Thursday. I was in Cleveland this year. No, I did not attend. Yes, I was invited. No, I didn't care. Plus, it was for vaccinated people. So... Yeah, I don't like terrorism, even though vaccinated. But anyways, which I can't remember if I've mentioned that before. But yes, convenience over terrorism. Mexi got it. He had to go to New England. Bernie Sanders is a dick. Whatever. So, round one came and went. After round one, it was pretty clear that the Chargers and the Raiders were... A step ahead of everybody else. The Titanos. Why is Mexi putting O's at the end? Because I like to say the Mexican name for the teams. It's kind of fun. Yes, that is how you say it in Spanish. Look it up. So, we're a step ahead. The Chiefs. Yeah, they didn't really draft in the first round. But they did get a, a good player and free agency via trade to protect my homeboy. So, you couldn't count him out. The Seahawkers 
Well, not sure what they're doing. And I can't really say Russell Wilson will stay, will not stay. They're a little bit in turmoil. Legion the Boom is basically gone. The only thing saving the Seahawks is if we end up moving to Seattle, which, again, this is a little fun pre-announcement because we're not really there yet. We did realize that Washington is one of the states that allows you to take the bar without having to go to law school. But the plan is to pay off the house first, so... That's a long ways away. That's why we haven't mentioned anything. But anyways, that would be the only saving grace. But the Seahawks, I mean, as a team, they're going a little bit down. I do like their uniform. So after the first day, they were kind of like down and out. It was down to the four. Then rounds two and three on Friday. And... Not much happening. However, the Raiders and the Chargers did stand out more than the others. So, at that point, it was down to those basic two. At least that's what I was leaning towards. Now, the little curveball that was thrown, courtesy of you-know-who, one of the most hated celebrity-slash-athletes that I know... At least hated by yours truly. Aaron motherfucking Rodgers. Oh, I don't want to play for Green Bay anymore. Uh, I'm being a diva. Uh, uh. Oh, my Lord. Shut up. Doesn't want to play for Green Bay. I'm not wanted. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my God. When your boss... if Here's the thing. Every time I compare it to what happens at normal people's jobs. If my boss is hiring somebody to replace me, what do I do? I do a better job and then that leads my boss to reward me with more pay and they're going to get the other guy to do something else. Nobody's replaced me on my job because nobody does what I do better than anybody else to the point where I can sign checks. Even an office manager can't do that. Why? Because I am irreplaceable. I still don't know how the firm is going to function without me for two weeks. But that's, hey, no here, no there. So, Aaron Rodgers needs to just shut the fuck up. I don't know why everybody who's a player now wants to be in on owners and managers and board decisions. I'm sorry. I don't go up to my boss and say, hey, you better include me in every decision or I walk because that's not how it works. Get your head out of your asses, people. But anywho, Aaron Rodgers says, I don't want to play for the Packers. That was on night one right before round one of the draft on Thursday. So that in itself, I don't really care. Because I hate the Packers. He can't jeopardize who I'm picking. Until... Friday, Saturday, where it is revealed that his preferred landing spots are the Broncos, the 49ers, and the Raiders. Well, the 49ers just selected Trey Lance with the draft, so they're probably out. Hmm, who did not pick a quarterback? The Broncos, who traded for Teddy Bridgewater. I would say Aaron Rodgers might be an upgrade on that. 
and the Raiders still had Derek Carr. So, as I was trickling down to the last two, Chargers or Raiders, well, I do prefer Las Vegas over L.A., but L.A. is not a stranger to me. All my other favorite teams are from California. Lakers, San Jose Sharks, you know. I do like the City of Angels. It is the closest major city to my home state of TJBC. But I can see the Raiders pulling a stunt like this to violate their fandom as it is about to be accepted. So, by default, ipso facto, Los Chargers are Mexi's new NFL team. Yes. The formerly known San Diego Chargers, now the LA Chargers, who Mexi went to SoFi Stadium to pay them a visit, have won Mexi's fandom. NFL gear to be purchased ahead of the beginning of the season. All because Green Bay decides to fuck shit up again. But anywho, that was a decision. Now let's move on. But before we do, let's remind everybody of our sponsors. As always, the Green Tender. Go to thegreentender.com. Get your juice on now. Use promo code Mexi. Save on your first cleanse. The Green Tender, a proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. As is Hannah Stone Massage. Join now. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your membership or your first massage. Hannah Stone Massage, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. Additional perks not included. And American National. Join now. Bundle. Save on your bundling. Home, auto, life. Get full coverage. UM, UIM. Increase your med pay, people. Use promo code MEXI. Give my man Rambo a call. American National, proud sponsor of the Mexican Matters podcast. And Super Studio 53. Use promo code MEXI. Save on your first class. Join now. Join the Team Fund, Team Super. Sign up for their races. They are going live. And also, join and have Coach Super be your super coach. Have her teach you to be the best version of yourself. Super Studios 253, proud sponsor of the Mixing My Matters podcast. DM me if you want to know how to join. Anywho, our second main story, I would like to explain to the listeners something that is called in tort law the collateral source rule. Every state has it, and I am tired of having to explain it to everybody who thinks they have a case for more money when we live in the state of Ohio and Ohio's collateral source rule is called Robinson versus Bates. The insurance industry, whenever there's a personal injury claim, will always ask you for what is known in the biz as the RVBs, code for Robinson v. Bates. Ohio Supreme Court case Mr. Robinson, suing Mr. Bates, 
and it was determined that it is acceptable in the state of Ohio for the defendant to present as evidence that insurance, health insurance, workers' compensation, anybody else, present payments towards treatment for any particular injury and insurance write-offs. Which means that per the collateral source rule, even if somebody doesn't have insurance, if they qualify for Medicaid, for example, they have to take usual and customary reductions and only offer what insurance would pay for those bills, not the actual full charge of the bill. Why does this matter? Well, Mexi had a case where I literally was there as the accident occurred. The client was a former client of mine, called me. I got there, Spanish-speaking, didn't speak a lick of English, was there to sign him up at the hospital. Well, somehow, someway, Grant Medical Center dropped the fucking ball and did not even diagnose our client. There was no formal diagnosis on the medical records. An interpreter was probably not even called to interpret because, the, you know, COVID, oh my lord. However, who was called? A social worker. Because the hospital, even though this person speaks a lick of English, they found out they don't have health insurance. So they tried to sign her up on Medicaid to get at least 10% of the bill paid. Well, that was in the records that the caseworker actually chit-chatted with them. So what does that mean? The AFL insurance then, upon receiving the medical records, because of course, by law, you can't doctor medical records, found out that she was eligible for Medicaid. So now... A bill that was $31,000 that would have gotten our client limits because the all-state limits were only $25,000 per person, $50,000 per accident, meant that per the collateral source rule, they only offer 10%. Usual and customary reductions. Yes. So I still managed to settle the case, but... That was only because Mexicans do not complain when they are here illegally. Had this been an American client, oh, you guys would have flipped dicks upon seeing that you still had to pay thirty-one grand. So I decided to include this as part of today's episode because the collateral source rule varies from state to state. Mexi has a PowerPoint on my desktop explaining how it defers. For example, South Carolina, if you don't want to get a car accident, definitely go to South Carolina. They don't care about the collateral source rule. What the charge on the bill is, that's how much you get. Another good reason why we're looking at moving to the state of Washington. State of Washington, same thing. For 85 years, collateral source rule, mm -mm -mm. whatever the charge is, defendants cannot present Write-offs. Glorious. Say Washington looks better every day. If only the cost of living was not as high and it was as low as, say, Nevada. Which, again, Nevada, also okay to pr not present write-offs unless there's some, there's some asterisks to that. 
It involves workers' compensation or I forget what the other write-offs are. But anyways, yeah. So whenever doing personal injury and you are in an accident, remind yourself that is what you have health insurance for. If you don't have health insurance, that helps you. But if you're poor, the write-offs are more. If you're not poor or you've never had Medicaid before, they can't really find out that you qualify. So, yeah, they'll give you write-offs, but the offer is going to be way higher than somebody who qualifies for Medicaid. Now, of course, this varies because another thing you got to take into account is that there's 12 no-fault states and 38 at-fault states. Ohio is an at-fault state that follows the collateral source rule. Now, on top of that, a combination of factors that you have to also account for, collateral source rule, great, but is your state favorable to comp neg or not? Comp neg is short for comparative negligence. For example, if you live in the state of Tennessee, if they give you 50-50, you can't go to court. It has to be 51 or higher. Now, I'm somebody who I had to explain the collateral source rule to, but on top of that, they're like, well, I, 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 they're at fault. Yeah, um, we know that. The que- We're not representing you for the fact that whether or not this person is accepting liability or not. They already accepted liability, which is why we're negotiating. We're, this is a civil case, which, again, I don't understand why people can't make out the difference. They're going to fight their ticket or not. That's the criminal aspect, traffic law. They were negligent. Yes, they already agreed to that. Now they're discussing how much they're going to pay per the collateral source rule. Civil case. If you want to go to court, they're going to argue how much you want to get in your pocket versus what you're entitled to. This is not the 80s anymore where, oh, yeah, three or four times the medical specials. Oh, that'd be great. But since 2004... Collateral source rules in Ohio, Robinson versus Bates dictates you have to account for write-offs, whether you have insurance or not. Now, of course, this also adds to the turmoil of hospitals in the healthcare system in America. They like to run everything like a business and try to make more profit. So that's why you see Ohio Health. OSU, Mount Carmel, try to not bill health insurance when they know there's an accident involved because they'll try and suck up your medical payments coverage if you have that on your car insurance, which is why you want to make sure even if you're in a car accident, you want to make sure that whoever's helping you if you're badly hurt reads the triage forms and does not sign off on having them call your car insurance. I'm not saying don't get medical payments. Always get medical payments on your car insurance, as I've said. But also, you want to make sure you read your triage paperwork. Now, if you want to put unknown at this time, that is great. That's what I would advise on how to fill out triage paperwork. 
Because here's the thing, if you send it to the outfall insurance, say say you got hit by State Farm and they're the outfall insurance and you put down State Farm, claim number, say you don't know it yet, okay, unknown. Even if they call State Farm and figure it out, State Farm is not gonna just willy-nilly send them a check. They gotta talk to you first. They're gonna ask you for a copy of the bill. This is why I have a job. Because if you try to do this yourself, yeah, you're gonna have to jump through all these hoops because you have to do what I do for a living. I just had a client that I signed up this week who said, I'm tired of doing what the insurance tells me to do. No shit, you chose to not go with an attorney. Now you wanna hire us because you're tired of having to do what you're supposed to do? Welcome to America's personal injury life. Collateral source rule dictates they have the right to look at the bill and see what it says. If you're poor and you have care source, aka Medicaid, well, guess what? A bill that's 180 bucks for your children that were in the back seat because you were eating Chinese food, well, guess what? Medicaid's just going to fuck the 10%. They're just going to say, hey, we pay zero, we adjust the balance off. We pay zero. They'll give you eh, a few pennies for pain and suffering, but that's about it. And there's nothing you can do about it. The best advice I can give you is get better health insurance or better medical payments coverage and no health insurance or stop being poor. I hope you enjoyed the explanation of the collateral source rule, but as always... We're done with the podcast. Hope you enjoyed the show. As always, check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. All the episodes are online. It is up on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube. You know the deal. And as always, remember, people, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. We're off the next two weeks. We'll see you guys back on the 27th. Have a good rest of your May. <laughs>